Happy New Year. I, I've said this to several people this morning, and I want you to be aware, uh, in case you aren't aware. Um, you can say Happy New Year if you want to, but all day today, for the rest of the day, I'm just going to say Happy 123123. Happy 123123, because that's today's date, in case you didn't know that. Isn't that fun? Uh, do you all not having fun with me? 12, 31, 23. If you would be going to Philippians chapter 3, Philippians chapter 3 this morning. Uh, and while you're going there, uh, I do want to, um, just before we get into the word and into the message, uh, I do want to jump on uh, what Chris said just a few minutes ago. Pastor Chris was up here doing the announcements, and he talked about the mission board that we're trying to put together. And I can't tell you how very, very important that is uh, in my heart and in my opinion and according to the Word of God. We are to be a missional people. That is what we are called to, is to be on mission uh, with God and for God. Um, and that means, uh, as uh, Pastor Chris very eloquently pointed out, uh, whether that's here, across the street from your house or wherever you live, or in Reno, or in Nevada, or in North America, or uh, in uh, the great reaches of the planet, I'm telling you, it is one of the uh, calling cards of the New Testament church. We're to be on mission. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody uh, needs to be on that board, but it, I, I know that there are people here in this local body of believers that are passionate about doing ministry and doing missions. And we need you, and we need your talents, your gifts, your input. And you say, well, you don't really want to know what I, I I'm not important. Well, uh, then you are definitely wanted because I'm not important either. Amen? Thank you for not, thank you for not cheering for that one. Anyway, uh, it's very important. I was sitting, I was sitting there remembering uh, my first international mission trip. Um, it was, uh, I was suffering for Jesus in Jamaica. Really, it was my first international mission trip. And I'll never forget going there. We went there, uh, and we were back in, in the bush, so to speak. And uh, we were putting roofs back on churches that had been torn off by uh, a recent hurricane. We, were, we actually put on three roofs while we were there, and it was an amazing trip. Uh, I, I couldn't figure out why I went, because uh, I, I'm not uh, construction-minded. I, I, I can do some things, but it turned out that uh, whenever we were working on the churches, there would be somewhere in the neighborhood of two to 300 kids that would come to watch the, the white people working. It was kind of funny. But uh, every worship service we had, and this is what reminded me of it, Chris, uh, I was sitting over there, and you were sitting over here on this box, which is a... a Cajun. Um, and he was sitting there playing it, and it reminded me, in Jamaica, um, the church, they get together for church, and let's say church was supposed to be at 9 a.m. Well, somebody would get there to the church at around 8, 8.30, and they, would, they wouldn't play that, but they had big kettle drums, and they would just start playing the drums, and that was the call to church. 
And they would play those drums for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, until they felt like they had enough people, and then they'd carry on with church. And it was great. It was awesome. I was like, man, what a, what a, what a system they had. Uh, if they needed to have a, an impromptu meeting, somebody would go to the church, and they'd start playing the drum. Everybody would be like, something's going on at the church house. Let's go. Man, what a culture that is. It's fun, a lot of fun. But uh, it's, missions is an amazing thing, uh, and it's, uh, it's phenomenal. Um, and we're, we're going to, uh, over time, we're going to look at doing uh, some local things, not just with organizations like Life Choices and uh, those kind of things, but uh, uh, we're going to be doing some very creative things as a church that prepare us to do missions as we go on a regular basis. But you'll hear a whole lot more about that. And again, that's some stuff that uh, you need to be a part of on the mission board. Uh, so one, two, three, one, two, three, another, another new beginning. Um, my mother was huge on uh, New Year's. She was the, the woman who uh, did the, uh, what is it, cabbage and uh, black-eyed peas and, uh, you know, all those things. Um, look, um, apparently, uh, you were supposed to do those things, and some of it was supposed to mean that you get money this year and all that kind of stuff. Well, I tell you what, whatever she was cooking, the, the ham hocks or whatever, I, I wasn't about to eat any of it, and that's why I'm not rich. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you, can, you can go through all that kind of stuff, but uh, this is a great opportunity, much like we just went through Advent. Advent was to remind us of looking forward to Christ, and uh, they were looking forward to the Christ and uh, what he brought and what he was bringing. That was the, the joy, the hope, the peace, the love, and we, we have all of that. And then we, we, we get past Christmas, and we get past Advent, and then we stumble into this final holiday of the year, New Year's. Oh, but my dear friends, I hope you were listening this morning uh, when Sam was reading the scriptures as we sang, some amazing scriptures. Those songs were some amazing songs. This is a great opportunity. You remember that commercial? I don't remember who it was or what, what the company was, but they had that little red button and you hit that button. What? Staples. Staples. And what was the button for? easy. Make it easy. Well, uh, this isn't an easy button this morning. This is an all-out, big red reset button. It's time to start over. It's a good moment to say, let's start over. Let's start all over again. Personally, as a church, whatever, however you perceive it, Listen to what the Word says this morning. Philippians 3, I'm going to begin reading with verse 13. We're going to go through chapter 4, uh, the first verse. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore... Let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join in following my example. And note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. 
For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you, even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Therefore, my beloved and longed-for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved." Pray with me. Father, oh God, I love you. I praise you. I thank you for this day, for this word. Father, I thank you for this opportunity for a reset. Father, I know that you know right where we are, and you know the calling that you've placed on us. Father, it is such a joy and such a blessing to have Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, to have him living in me. And Father, We have so much before us, a world that so desperately needs you, a world that is in such dire need. Father, I pray that, Lord, as we consider this new year, this new beginning, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would inspire us, Lord, that you would uh, encourage us, Lord, that you would excite us, Lord, that you would prepare us for uh, that which you have in store for us. Father, we want to be ready. We want to be working. We want to be toiling when we hear that trumpet sound and the eastern sky split wide open. Father, we want to be found working in your vineyard. Father, let us be found faithful. Lord, let this be indeed a new beginning. For it is in Jesus' blessed and holy name I pray. Amen. What a simple message this is going to be today. It's really a simple message. And probably if you sat and thought long and hard, you probably could have uh, thought through all of this by yourself. But boy, just to have this outline, this, this concept, this, this preparation for a new beginning. I want a new beginning. I want a fresh start. Uh, there's a lot of things that are old and things that are behind us. But uh, I look forward to what's coming. What, what's going to happen? Well, to do all of that, I think what we need to do is do some uh, things that uh, Paul has given us uh, to use as a backdrop to, to figure out what we are going to do. So let's just go through it and enjoy it together. First of all, look at verse 13 with me one more time. It said, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Well, there's a lot of you in this room who are experts at this first point. You are experts at forgetting. You forget names, you forget your passwords, you forget, you forget a lot of things. Well, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I, join, I join the throng of those who are good at forgetting things. But I think we need to forget some things, and I want to point to some things that are behind us. First of all, I want to forget the bad that's behind us. Has anybody had anything bad in the past year? Hmm. Yeah. Life, life seems to hand us the bad a lot. 
And that's just a reality. And I want us to be honest about it. We have things that are, are less than pleasant that are behind us. Some of it is physical. Some of it is a, a medical issue. Some of it is uh, uh, one of the ultimate bad things or hurtful things is personal loss. Uh, people that have gone on. Um, I often think about that. I think about people who have gone on before us, and I think about people that we have lost, and, and, and it's, it's painful. But we are called, Paul is calling us to forget those things which are behind the, the bad. Some of it is failures. Uh, anybody have any failures? Don't put your hand up. We don't need to know about them, all right? <clears throat> failures, uh, whether that's personal failure, whether that's moral failure, whether wh whatever it is, we can, we can approach this day forgetting about it. Well, it. It gets a little bit deeper than that, and we'll get there in just a moment. But I, I want you to think about the failures. I want you to think about the hurts. Paul is saying, I'm going to forget those things which are behind, and I'm going to reach forward to those things which are ahead. I'm going to forget those things. I want you to think about sin. Christmas Eve, <coughs> we had the duologue. If you were here, if you were able to be here, uh, Chris, Pastor Chris and I were up here, and we talked about, and, and it kind of made fun of the fact that nobody wants to talk about sin on Christmas Eve. Uh, we're, we're all excited about celebration and, and all that kind of stuff. We don't want to, uh, well, New Year's, we want to celebrate. We don't want to think about sin. Paul says, forgetting those things are, that are behind, I want you to think about those things that you are struggling with. I want you to leave those things behind. But how do you do that? How do you leave sin behind? Those things that you're struggling with, how do you do that? I'll just forget about it. No, it's not just forget about it. No, it's about, it's about going before the Lord, and it's about uh, recognizing the sin that you've been struggling with over the past year. Maybe it's the past years. Maybe it's a lifetime of struggle over sin in your life. And it's not good enough to say, well, God, I'm sorry, but help me have a better year. You know what happens when we go before God and we say we're sorry about our sin? Say, God, I'm sorry. He says, you're right. Think about that for just a minute. I'm sorry, yeah, you're right, but that's, that's not what confession is. Confession is the recognition that sin is wrong, it's destructive, it's destroying you, and it's separating you from God. Confession says, I am sick of my sin, I'm sick of myself, I'm physically, spiritually, emotionally sick of it. Father, I'm giving this to you. Forgive me of my sin, cleanse me, and let me... Let go of that sin. True confession means that that sin is never revisited by you again. Not sin as a whole, but that sin is put behind you and left behind. That's tough. That's, that's good. That's, that's great. But it's a sincere moment with him. We confess it, and then we can then forget it. And we can move on. I want you to think about disappointments. Um, I want you to think about disappointments. Some of you are very disappointed in many different things in your life. You're struggling with disappointment. 
You're struggling with disappointment of uh, the choice for pastor at Shadow Mountain. You're, you're, you're many disappointments. Whatever those things are, I don't know what your disappointments are, but I want you to recognize them and see them for what they are. Paul says, I'm going to leave those things in the past. Unwise decisions. Well, we're going to stop right there. Unwise decisions. Uh, I think, I, you know, the Word of God makes it very plain what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to confess to one another. So, has anybody made unwise decisions this year? Say amen. amen. Hmm. Now I'm going to give the rest of you a chance. Those of you who didn't answer. Yeah, unwise decisions. Think about this for a moment. These are things Paul is saying, leave all of this behind us. Leave it all behind. We're called to leave behind even those deepest, darkest secrets. Paul says, I am going to let those things go. Um, one of the songs this morning talked about the, the shackles. Um, uh, I'm going to join the throng of people. Um, over the next two or three days, uh, there's a throng of people who are going to make very like choices. And they are going to say, I'm going to try to make some choices in 2024 about how I eat. Yeah, I'm going to join that throng. Okay? I'm going to join the throng of people, and I'm going to try to eat better and and exercise more and, and try to take better care of myself, well, you got to forget some things first, and that is the bad ways that you've been living and make a change. I want you to forget all of the bad things, but 2024, I want you to, uh, to leave behind even blessings, and maybe even achievements, I want you to leave those things behind. I'm not suggesting that you forget them. Just follow me on this. This is a weird point, but I want you to, to hear it and hear it plain. Leave behind the blessings and achievements. What are those? Uh, maybe some very amazing services that have taken place here at Shadow Mountain Church. And I'm talking about over the past 12 months of services, things that have happened here. Maybe a sermon that touched you. Maybe it was something that Pastor Larry preached in this pulpit, or maybe it was something that Pastor Chris preached, or maybe it's something that Tony preached. Maybe it's something that that new guy preached. Maybe it's something that, uh, that was done uh, in a Bible study. Maybe it was something that was done uh, just through song. Maybe whatever it was, whatever it is, those amazing services, we need to leave them behind. That doesn't mean we forget them. We allow them to continue to transform us and to change us and to encourage us and to show us the way, but we leave those things behind. There's a reason, and stick with me. Maybe it was VBS. You look back on this past year, maybe VBS was a, a, a transitional, transformational moment in your life. What a great thing. Maybe it's changed lives changed lives. Maybe you made a profession of faith this year. Oh, I'm not telling you to forget that. No, you hang on to that and you cling to it, rely on it, love him for what he has done for you. But changed lives can mean many things, many things that he has done in your life this past year. Maybe it's 
faithful service. Maybe God called you into faithful service and you're looking back at a year and you're, you're saying, wow, what a blessing it was to, to be able to do things for the kingdom and to, to be used by him in my life. And it was a great experience for you. I hope that's the reality in your life. If not, I look forward to that in 2024. Other blessings. Has anybody had a blessing this year? Okay, give me one. Say it out loud. Oh, yeah, I wasn't going to say it. Yeah, well, then, <laughs> sorry about that. I didn't mean that to go up. I didn't mean that. Name one. Time with my brother. Oh, amen. Amen. Time with family. Time with family. Amen. Health. Health. Amen. Until we get to the point somebody says a new pastor, we're going to keep going. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I woke up every morning. Oh, amen. <laughs> to include one, two, three, one, two, three. Amen, brother. <laughs> amen. Wow, we could go on. And really, I, I know not everybody likes to shout out loud or talk in front of people. I, I, but I guarantee you that the, if we were all sitting around a big old pizza or something and we started talking about blessings, we could stay until midnight talking about all of the many blessings, the testimonies, the, the things that God has shown us or done before us or done in us or through us as we've gone through the year. I'm challenging us to listen to Paul. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I want you to think about Paul for just a moment. And I want you to think about his life and the many things that he has done up to the moment that he said those words or penned those words. And he's saying, I'm going to forget those things because I am more concerned about pressing on, pressing forward, reaching for the things that have yet to happen. Huh. I, uh, little known fact about me, I like to pray. I think it's an important part of our lives. One of the things I like to pray is I like to come in here at least once a week, usually multiple times a week, just being frank with you. Sometimes it, life gets in the way, but at least once a week. And I pray for the chairs. I have yet to see one of the chairs come to Christ. I'm praying for those who will be sitting in the chairs the following week. You realize the chair you're sitting in has been prayed for because you are occupying that chair this morning. But here's the thing I want you to recognize. Everybody stop looking at me and look around you. Look for the nearest unoccupied chair. For some of you, that's very easy. Some of you are going to have to look over a few people. <laughs> but I want you to think about those chairs. You know what those chairs represent to me? One of the many, many things I'm reaching for in 2024. Not just to fill a, a sanctuary, not just to fill a seat, but for those who need desperately to be in that chair, right there. That, well, <laughs> unchurched individual probably wouldn't make it there. They'll probably go there. Some of you are going to have to sit up here, all right, at some point. But that chair, 
somebody out there is walking around with no hope, with, with the burden of the world on their shoulders. They're walking in darkness. They're in pain. They're struggling. And they need the one thing that can change it all. And that is the love of Christ. Amen. The understanding that they need a Savior. And the moment that they say yes to Him. And you know what? I'm excited about those seats in this room that are occupied this morning that will be a part of reaching whomever that is that's supposed to be sitting in that chair in 2024 at some point. Huh. Wow. Pressing towards the mark. Look at verse 14. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God and Christ Jesus. Yeah, you, you get the image? You get the image? The, the finish line? You know, I, I was in high school, and I, I joined the track team, and the, the track coach said, well, what do you want to do? I said, I don't know, whatever you want me to do. And he said, all right, well, uh, let's, try to, let's try you out at sprinting. So I uh, got out there, and he timed me on the sprint, and when I finally got to the end of that sprint, he said, okay, sprinting is probably not going to be yours. Let's try um, field. Let's uh, try throwing the discus. So I threw the discus, and after they replaced the glass, and, and, and they said, probably not. How about shot put? I tried to throw the shot put, and he said, uh, pick it up. And I said, but it hurt my toe. <laughs> anyway, so he finally said, okay, try this. And I tried the 440. That's where I landed, the 440. I ran the 440. And I'll never forget the 440. Uh, it's a quarter of a mile for, for all intensive purposes. It's one lap around the track. And they call it the long distance sprint. And I remember I, I used to run that. And I loved that race. It, it did. It fit me. And the one thing that I don't think I ever did was came across the finish line and broke the tape. In other words, I was never first. <laughs> But I wasn't too bad. But I'll never forget what it felt like to come across that finish line at the end of every track meet. It was an accomplishment. It was, you do your very best and you get to that finish line. Paul is pointing us towards a finish line. A finish line. You know, some of you are going to take this as a sad statement. I'd like to perceive it as a very positive statement. Some of us in this room are, uh, in 2024, going to reach the finish line. Hmm. That's a sobering thought, isn't it? And don't think I'm talking to anybody that's old. I'm talking to a room full of human beings. Because we all hang on a thread. God has numbered our days. I don't know how long I've got. I might have another 50 years. <laughs> Boy, I hate to see that guy. <laughs> I might have another five months. I might have another five days. You never know. A finish line, <laughs> it's not well marked for the believer. 
for the human being, for that matter. The finish line. It's the end of the race. <laughs> Listen to what he said again. He says, I press toward the goal for the prize. I press on for the goal for the prize. Now listen, of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Hmm. The upward calling of God. The thing that pops into my head is a word that should excite every believer within the sound of my voice. Rapture. Rapture. What a glorious moment that'll be. Paul's looking forward to the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I'm looking forward to the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. So, simple this morning, simple thought. We're not done. We've got a ways to go and not long to get there. But forget, Paul's forgetting if I can just put it in a way that you're going to remember it for the rest of the day, Paul says, I am prepared to forget the good, the bad, and the ugly. All of it, I'm going to forget those things in favor of pressing on for what Christ has for me and for us in the coming near future. He's got a preparation for us. So we are called to do something about it. And that's what I want the remainder of our next three minutes and three quarters of a sermon to get through. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we are called to follow together. Look at verse 17. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. We are to walk this walk together, following together. We walk by the same rule, to walk close to God. I'm called to walk close to God. You are called to walk close to God. You are called to follow him in the word of God. You are called to follow him in your day to day. Colossians 2.6 says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, to glorify him in godly living. Look, I want people, when they see me, whether they know me or not, I want them to see me and to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's something different about me. Not because I'm special, not because I'm good, but because Christ is shining through me. That's what we're called to. It's not about Daniel. It's about him. 1 Corinthians 10.31, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. This is what we're called to. Let us mind the same thing. We should all be going in one direction. We should all be up and about the business of the kingdom. All of us, the same thing. We should be going in that same direction. Following who? The Lord. Honoring the Great Commission. <clears throat> real quick, I just, I just a real awesome note. Paul here is saying, I'm your example. Follow me. That's pretty bold. 
if you're Jesus, it's pretty simple. Follow me. I'm perfect. <laughs> Jesus was perfect. He says, follow me. Paul has gotten to a point in his life where he says, follow my example. Was Paul saying he was perfect? Absolutely not. Paul was saying, I am confident that I am headed in the, in the right direction. Follow me. Are you confident in saying, follow me? 2024, we need to all find ourselves there. We need to get there if we aren't there. We are to be going in the same direction, following the Lord, honoring the Great Commission. And we are to live by a higher calling. Look at verse 20. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our citizenship is in heaven. I'm proud to tell the world I'm a Nevadan. Did I say it right? I want to make sure I get it right. Oh, I love, I love, the, I, I love reaching back to where we came from. <laughs> yeah, you East Coasters, you don't understand. <laughs> That's so funny. But you know what? When all said and done, in all seriousness, my citizenship isn't here. I'm just passing through. I am just a, a, an, a stranger and an alien. I have my home. <laughs> oh, and it's a glorious one. I've never laid my eyes on it, but I've certainly dreamed about it. I look so forward to, to seeing it and living in it. I am not of this world. I live according to uh, a different world's standards. That's what we're called to. Finally, stand fast in the Lord. Look at uh, verse 4, chapter, uh, verse 4, chapter 4, verse 1. I'll, I'll find myself. Therefore, my beloved and longed for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. Stand fast in the Lord. Stand your ground. <clears throat> There's a lot of things in my life that you could probably convince me otherwise. Right now, you could probably fairly easily convince me that the Carolina Panthers are not going to win the Super Bowl. I'd be pretty easily swayed. There's a lot of things that you could convince me otherwise about, but there are a couple of things, and really one thing that you will never change my mind about, and that is, Jesus is who he said he is and will accomplish what he said he will accomplish. And he alone is Lord. There's no other hope. There's no other God that is capable. I stand for the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be, stead, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Don't waver to the left or to the right. Stay focused. Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Trust him. Don't get distracted. Don't get discouraged. And above all things, church, don't quit. Because nobody likes a quitter.
don't quit. Keep pressing on. Paul says, I'm going to press on. So, very simply, this morning, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up with this. You listening? You with me? All eyes here or on the screen, you're safe there. Let us commit together. Let us commit together. There it is. Let us commit together. Two, one, to confess and forget sin. What do you got that you carried in that you need to confess to him and leave behind? What is it? Number two, commit to a closer walk. Oh, it's got to happen. Just a closer walk with thee. Oh, what a beautiful song. But even a better thought, even a better practice is to walk closer with him. He calls us to abide in Christ. How do we do that? Abide in his word and you will find him there alive and wanting to speak to you and transform you and change you <coughs> to a closer walk. Number three, to keep on track with the Lord. How do we keep on track? Let me tell you several ways. Number one is going right back to what I just said. Broken record. Stay in the word. But number two, find brothers and sisters in Christ that you can partner with to keep on track with the Lord. <laughs> I hate to go back to that same analogy, but I remember when we were, when I was on the track team and we were running track practice, we practiced together. We ran the track together. And when somebody got tired or didn't want to press on and keep practicing, it was up to the rest of the team to what? <laughs> Encourage them, pick them up, push them forward, drag them down the track, whatever it took to get them engaged and caring. My dear friends, my dear brothers, my dear sisters, there's several things that, that Lisa and I have, have exercised for years, and here it is. We become a part of the church. I'm a part of this church, and I don't know 95% of your names. That's better than it was last week. It was about 94. But your family, and that's a great thing. Family's a great thing to have. But sometimes family can be hard. You can say amen anytime. Sometimes family can be very difficult. Family can be a hard, messy situation. So it's not just family. We choose to say we are partners in, in the kingdom's work. We need each other. I want you to think about that. Next time you see somebody who's not doing it right, next time you see somebody who you think has fallen off of the Jesus wagon, those who aren't living it the way that we should, let's not just keep on track with the Lord, let's keep each other on track for the Lord. I'm telling you, there is nobody in this room right now, I promise you, nobody in this room that is more excited than the man that's standing behind this pulpit right now about what God's going to do 
in and through Shadow Mountain Church in 2024. And I mean that. Look, I don't know the history of this church all the way back. I don't. I, I know some of it, and I'm going to learn more of it. But I know this, that no organization, to include the church, exists in a vacuum. I'm standing here, but I'm figuratively standing on some very tall shoulders that are before me. Most recently, Pastor Larry. Going back, who was the pastor before Pastor Larry? Adam? Yeah, good old Adam. Wow. The same one in the garden? I'm just kidding, man. Just kidding. <laughs> Larry's old. <laughs> That's funny. But it goes back. To, who knows? I, we, most of us in the room don't know all of the history. We stand on a lot of shoulders. I'm not saying we forget any of that and say, well, none of that mattered. What I'm saying is, let's forget those things based on the fact that as we stand on their shoulders, we've got so much to do. Carson Valley is 95% unchurched. They need Jesus. You know who's going to tell them? We are. We are. Why? Because we know him. They need him. It's a simple thing. Can I tell you about the greatest things that ever happened in my life? <laughs> it's my Savior and my Lord. And let me tell you why I needed him so bad. Let's confess, forget the sin. Let's commit to a closer walk with Jesus in this coming year. And let's keep on track and keep each other on track with the Lord because he's got a mission and a purpose for us. Let's pray. Father, God, I love you. I praise you. I thank you for what you're doing here, even on this day, one, two, three, one, two, three. Father, you, you brought us here for a reason, for a purpose. Father, I'm praying, Lord, that you would fill us, use us, examine us, change us, encourage us, keep us on track, keep us pulled close to you. You tell us in your word, draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto you. Father, help us to, to get things right with you this year. Let us, let us confess that sin. Let us forget that sin. Lord, let us, let us be found faithful in 2024 to what it is you've called us as individuals, us as a church, us as your children to be, say, and do. God, we love you. We praise you. In Jesus' blessed and holy name I pray. Amen. God bless you.